from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. One, two, clink. Sydney. Hi. Hey, Sarah. What's going on? Not much. Cool. Great conversation. Guys, Sarah got carded today and I didn't. Whoa. <laughs> I'll never forget I'm the meanest so thing Sarah has ever said to me, ever. It was exactly like two years ago. She yeah. told me I looked like I was 12. There was a context, though. But then I, now you prove me wrong today. So how does that feel? I'll say I'm a big titty 12 year old if that's. that's <laughs> no. I'm very no. overdeveloped. Mm. No, I know. I don't know why I said it. It just came out, but it was funny. You were also wearing hair back, and you were literally dressed in pajamas, so maybe that's why I said it, but you don't usually look like a 12-year-old. You never look like a 12-year-old. I'm never leaving the house again because the forehead jokes are coming back, and I, I, I won't do it. I would get bangs, but they look even worse than my forehead, so I feel like that's just like doubly cruel. Didn't you have bangs as a child? Yes. <laughs> and I, I posted it. I looked so good. I thought I did. And I posted the selfie on Facebook. And I was like, ugh, got bangs. Hate it. And the amount of times that that meme or that picture has been showed up in group chats and in chapel videos is a joke. 
in high school really hurt me because I thought I was bad as fuck. I was That's so funny. Nine. So was it like a meme at your high school? It was a meme. My entire Facebook was a meme because I was like that kid <laughs> that used it way too much and used every filter, text, tag if you're my bestie. Oh, the worst part is though, I never went back and changed it. So, so it's like, just the same way as it was when you were literally in fourth literally grade. Literally nine years old. And so like one of my ex's mom or like whatever he is, um, mom added me on Facebook. That's all she saw. I was probably like, she's physically nine years old. That is so funny. I really want to go stalk your Facebook now. I tried to purge it. Some people say that like white people call their grandparents the funniest shit. Like me, mom. Yeah, me, mom, poo poo, papa, me, moon, grandma, pappy, something like that. I call my grandma Grand Crackers and she would literally scream at me. <laughs> Mine's. Ooh, air bubble in my throat. <laughs> my, my grandma's called Abu because she's short for Abuelita because I couldn't say that obviously when I was like three. So I call her Abu. It was the only thing I could say. I remember you told me that. I was like the fucking monkey from Aladdin. You call your grandma that? What the fuck? When you meet her, you have to tell her you said that because that's so funny. She's going to be like, what? <laughs> yes. like, it's so nice to meet you. And my grandpa's pop up. Um, oh, that's what my uh, little brother calls his, my stepmom's dad's French is pop up and mammy. But I feel like pop up is so common. Like, well, it's, it's like so literally the common. translation in French. Is yes. Yeah. Yes. Except for he calls his grandma mammy and then his mom mommy. So I'd be like, who the hell are you calling? Mammy. Mommy. Mammy. Mommy. Yeah. I guess the French have a way. <laughs> yeah, they have that certain <laughs> je ne sais quoi about them. Je ne sais quoi. Petit café. Déjeuner. No pas. Oh, I get cheese. Um, I have no idea what je ne sais quoi means, but whenever I don't know what to say, I just say, until you know, it's a certain je ne sais quoi. You said that to me the other day, and I was too scared to ask you what it meant, so I was like, yes. Yeah, that. you were like, yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think it means like a, oh no, I get je ne sais quoi and joie de vivre mixed up. Joie de vivre is in the nanny, uh, joie de vivre is like a certain quality of life. Oh my, is it in the nanny theme song? Yeah. Would you like to sing it with me really quick? And then je ne sais quoi is a little like, je ne sais quoi. Yeah. I'm actually I'm looking up that means because I feel like they look the same he thing in my head. He was working at a vital shop in Flushing. Remember when I said bar- barber shop in Tennessee? <laughs> I will never not say McNanny at the end. McFanny, McNanny. Wait, Jenna Sequa. Jenna Sequa. I'm gonna have a fight with whoever made that language because none of these letters are in the word. Jenna <laughs> Sequa. It means I don't know what. Je ne sais quoi. A little certain, I don't know what. Oh okay, my god, I'm going to say that all of the time now. Je ne sais quoi. And Joie de Vives is an exuberant enjoyment of life. In the song, uh, in this like French jazz song that I really like, I forget the name of it, this girl like talks in French for like two minutes. And you really? know what other song In the does French that? song? Yeah. No. <laughs> no, in this jazz song. Sorry, it's not a French song. You said this <laughs> in this French song, this girl speaks French and it's literally crazy. <laughs> no. I meant in this like jazz song that is primarily sung in English there's like someone speaking French to me but you know what other song does that is partitioned by Beyonce someone was like mm, yeah, 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 I was like 10 like and yes. I'm like what vagine <laughs> yeah if you're French I'm so sorry it's okay my stepmom's French so I'm just gonna speak on behalf oh, okay I'm speaking on behalf of Sydney whose stepmom is French yeah so I'm not I'm not being offensive it's just because I know someone <laughs> no offense and no offense to you now we're offensive to Italians so speaking of us being toxic, <laughs> toxic and offensive, um, today, today, today. So we get a lot of DMs, like, so obviously when we do, like, Q&A episodes, okay, we, I think the whole world is, What are you trying to say? You know, they mix up Q&A and advice. Q&A is supposed to be about the speakers, advice is about the listeners. Boom. So... <laughs> 
So, um, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. Uh, fucking today's know. topic. Today's topic, yes. So we get, so when we do, like, advice episodes, yes. we, like, um, post it on our stories. Also, we're going to start being more active on our stories. Everyone's going to hate it, but we're going to, we're going to fucking do it. Um, that, what are we talking about? Oh, yeah. We put advice, like, little, like, question box on our Instagram stories. And we're like, if you want advice, tell us your problems. And we always get so many, and they're always so long, which we love, because we're, like, very invested in everyone's lives. We're, like, asking people for updates, literally text them. But, um, the most, like, the question we get, the topic we get oh, asked most about. Sorry, Sarah made us margaritas, and I literally can't speak English anymore. Okay. The topic we get asked about most is dealing with toxic friendships. And, like, I can speak for myself where I've been there, done that so many times. And I think because we hear about it so much, but people are scared to talk about it because it makes them seem bad in the sense that, like, why am I losing a friend, things like that. I feel like something that's so natural. And so we're going to, like, dive in We're going to dive. That deep today. dive. I'm about to dive in. Mm. Whoa. Splash. I love that song. Is this true for you? Whenever. And I always try to tell myself, Sarah, don't categorize people like this. But I can't help but do it. Whenever I meet a girl. And she seems so sweet. And she tells me, I don't have any girlfriends from high school, only guy friends. Every single time I've met a girl like that, they turn out to be one of the worst people I've ever met in my life. It's happened exactly three times. And it's every time when I've met them and they're so nice. And I'm like, how does everyone from high school, like how does every girl from high school hate you? You seem like such a pleasant, loving, welcoming person. Two months later, that person is the spawn of Satan. Every time. Does that ever happen to you? I don't know. Okay. I think it's well, more I in know. a sense of like <laughs> two things. Okay. One, there's a very specific type of girl that's like, I just vibe with guys more. I think there's nothing wrong with that. Because like, even for myself, I have a lot more guy friends than I do girlfriends. I think just because, like, we talked about this in the last episode, but like in social settings, girls scare me more than guys do. For some reason, I'm a lot more calm around guys. Like, I'm very chill. But, like, for girls, I feel more of a need to impress them. And, like, with guys, it's not really about, like, oh, is she pretty? Is her makeup done right? What are her clothes? Is she wearing, like, a real Louis? And she have, like, her real Cartier ring on? Like, stuff like that. But with guys, it's just, like, energy, personality. And that's very big generalization because, obviously, it's not really like that. But, like, I think for me, the first thing in my head when I meet girls is, like, shit, I'm not pretty enough to be in their space or they don't want me in my space because I don't look like X, X, and X. So I understand, like, that side of things. No, but it's true in a sense because, like, I, I mean, I can speak for myself. Of my primary friend group back at home, it is made up out of, like, five or six guys and one other girl and myself. But I still have a lot of my girlfriends from high school left that are still my friends. They're just not in my core friend group. You know why? Because girls, in especially from my high school, which if you have not listened or you're new to the episodes, uh, I came from an all-girls Catholic private high school. So oftentimes the environment was very catty, very toxic. But I'll just title the episode. But, like... Um, guys for me that didn't go to my school because I went to an all-girls school it was so much easier to be drama free for me personally like you just said for me personally girl every time you say every that, time because you, you don't understand that for me does mean personally yeah. so you're saying personally personally it's a habit now so I'm it's never going to stop saying it it's one of Sarah's tells where I know she's about to lie or she's trying to say something that would hurt my feelings. She's trying to, like, soften the blow. So if I'm like, this is up ugly, she goes, for me, personally, it's not my <laughs> style. And I'm like, your girl, just tell me no. <laughs> like, we're, we, like, refuse to be mean to each other. Yeah. Like, 
I I don't know. You did a dish for me today, and I was like, oh my god. She was like, thank you so much for washing my plate. I was like, girl, it's literally a plate. <laughs> that was very um, sweet of you, though. So we get, actually, we get along as roommates, though, because like yeah. we just don't me feel the need to be mean. I also went to like a very small uh, school. It wasn't all girls, but it was Episcopalian. But my grade had like maybe 120 kids graduating, so like everyone knew everyone, yep. everyone's business. But there were like four friend groups for the entire grade. So like my girlfriend group had like 14 people in it. Our like corresponding guys had like five main guys and like seven people who just like showed up randomly to places that were like what. But because we went from school together, from some of us went to school together from kindergarten to senior year. Some of us did seventh grade to senior year. So like we knew each other for a very, very, very long time. And there was obviously drama and drama and drama. So because we were forced to be together for like literally eight years straight through all the drama, the cattiness, whatever, I think we learned how to sustain friendships, how to resolve things, how to forgive people, how to be worthy of forgiveness. And that's reason yeah, you why learned I, it from a very young age. Yeah, so I've been friends. Like I'm still friends with them to this day. Where, like, we don't have to talk every day. But like when I do go home or like my text, I'm like, here, how are you doing? We have like days of laughing, catching up, whatever, because I feel like we were forced to learn how to be a good friend how to forgive, how to, you know, rebuild relationships. And I think in college and beyond that, it's so much different because you can just be like, peace, never see them again. But, like, on top of that, there's also a negative side to that in the sense that, like, I, Sarah can attest to this. Like, when I lose friends, I don't necessarily get sad just because I feel like if that person was removed from my life, it was, it was removed for a reason or they were removed for a reason because you outgrow people you mature and I've always had the idea of quality of friends over quantity of friends. So I could have two friends who I think are the best, they're great, we don't have, ever have any problems or supportive of each other. I'd rather have that than 10 friends who are awful to me behind my back and treat me like shit or make me feel like I don't, like worthy of being who I am or whatever like that. So I feel like there's a negative and a positive to that. Yeah, I also feel, and this might sound a little like self-centered, but I also think, especially in your case, that if someone was removed from your life, it wouldn't be for anything you did in my eyes because you would never do anything as bad, that bad to be literally like exiled, excommunicated, shunned, expelled, I think I already said that, from someone's life. You know what I mean? Like, we've been friends for not, like, insanely long, like, not, like, 15 years or anything. But in the three years I've known you, we've always been able to communicate in a very specific way where we know not only each other's side, but that we're both sorry. And we're, we've not, one of us has never not been sorry for even a slight misunderstanding. And I think that there's a very big difference between that. I feel like one of like, do you know, like if I do care about someone, I will fight tooth, feet, and nail. I don't know if that's a saying, but I just made Absolutely. It up. You've done it for me before. Yeah. To make sure I resolve things because like people are important to me. But I think that, and this is one thing I've always kept in my life, advice for all types of relationships, just like as a general like self-rule, is that you can always tell the future or the quality of your relationship by the way that you fight with someone. Fight with respect is my biggest thing. If there's no respect, there's nothing to resolve. And then number two is there's two ways to fight. There's fight to win and fight to resolve. If you're fighting to win, that's toxic relationship right there. That means you're not trying to fix any issues, fix any relationships, you're, you're trying to fight so that you can win. And win what is the question? That's mm-hmm. the ultimate, what the fuck? So if you're fighting to win or if like the person's fighting to win, there's something to resolve. But if you're fighting to fix things, fighting to resolve, fighting to come to an understanding and there's respect there, then that's something that's worth saving. And that's how I've always had an outlook on, not just friendship, relationships is all. Like any kind of 
interpersonal communication relationship, whatever like that, that's how I've always navigated arguing and things like that. For sure. I think that there's also lines you don't cross. Those include family. Those include friends. Those in, like other friends that don't have to do with anything about the fight. Those include your significant others. Like there are so many lines that you don't cross that I think often do get crossed in interfriendship slash workplace fights and that's so absurd to me because it's like if you're mad at me like if someone is pissed at me why not just concentrate all of that energy on me did my boyfriend do something to you no did my parents do something did my dog do something to you did my other friend do something our mutual friend do something no like don't go blabbing off to other people about our argument when it literally doesn't concern anything except for the fact that there was a miscommunication between two people that gets me going but the amount of people that brought up like exes and fights, like your ex treated you like shit, and I'm like, okay. It's like, a fight. It so people anything. bring that up in fights. It's always me, to be like all the time. Why do you? Why? Why can't I talk to you like this when you let your boyfriend talk to you like that? Oh, story like, time. I got to fight one of my old friends like years ago, and I will never forget. This was the exact moment I was like, I don't ever want to speak to you again, and like if this is done, because she went. Why do you let men, specifically the guy I was seeing at the time, walk all over you? But when I do, it's a problem. I was like, girly, sweetie, honey, boo-boo, sweetie, ladybug pie. Did you just hear what came out of your mouth? You really thought that and you were like, I'm going to say that out loud and I'm going to go with this. Like, I'm, that's a move for me. I looked at her and I was like, girl, bye. I'm pretty sure I screamed and hung up. The funniest part of that entire scenario, because was I there? Welcome to New York. Whoa, whoa. It's been waiting for you. Who's that Taylor Swift song? Yeah. Ew. I was. Oh, no, I'm so sorry. I interrupted. I was there for that. And the funniest part was is that her lying, cheating ass boyfriend was sitting, was right, sitting behind. right behind her. And Cindy goes outside of my room at literally 8 a.m. She goes, oh, I'm sorry. Is that your cheating boyfriend in the background? <laughs> and video? for the record, he was cheating on her and they did break yes. up. I was, I was just guessing, yeah. honestly. Yeah. But it the best part was... It was at 7 a.m. Yes. I was like, I know you didn't come for me that early at 7 a.m. The yes. thing is, I'm very nonchalant about arguing. Like, I don't, don't really care in general because, yeah. like, not worth the energy. But when you cross that line with me, sweetie, we're going to have an issue. So, yes. yeah, I don't, like, I don't like fighting, but I'm good at it because I have three siblings. And, like, <laughs> they just know that like, you're not going to cross the line with me and get away with it. I don't yeah. ever get physical. I'll never get physical with anyone. No. And people that do get physical in fights. Like, have a I problem. Know, yeah, I know girls that have. I know, like, not, like, that you have, you have things you need to work out. Like, you yeah. have anger. Yeah, I'm not crossing that line with you. And since I'm only friends with you, if you're getting physical with people, like, that's big red flag. But I don't think that necessarily fighting with your friends is normal. Fighting is normal. Arguing yeah. is normal. But if I wouldn't it, even call it fighting. I'd call it, like, arguing. Arguing. Disagreements. Yes. But if you're fighting... We're getting into like very serious, like, or like y'all, screaming, like screaming, yeah. like girly, it's done. Yeah. But also, like, I think people are scared because, like, one DM we got once, you remember it maybe, where the girl was like, My entire friend group just makes me feel like a bad person. Like, I don't feel welcome when I'm with them. I don't feel confident. I don't feel loved. But I'm scared to not have friends. And it's so easy to be like, Oh, girl, just leave and you'll find friends. But I think it comes to a point where you have to put your mental health first and like your confidence and your self esteem first. And that may mean being alone for a little bit. But it's like, if you can work through those issues and find friends that do support you and love you, then that's worth the world, you know? 
Um, did you see this TikTok about this guy in Washington Square Park who made a video and was like, oh my god, if you live in New York City, I have some tea for you. If you're like, and if this is you, your friends hate you. And I heard that and I was like, oh my god, fuck. Is this guy literally ratting on me? Like, where was I in Washington Square Park? But just kidding. Because he was like, if your name is Marissa and you hear this, like your friends literally hate you and the name was Marissa. And she made a video and was like, oh my god, no way. Because apparently he overheard some, like a group of six girls on the street being like, let's have our birthday party this day because Marissa's going to be out of town. Like, I hate that bitch hate that cunt like blah 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 so he made a video and was like help me find marissa because her friends are literally the worst and, and so she's like publicly made- embarrassing that's actually really mean though on his part i'm katia adler host of the global story over the last 25 years i've covered conflicts in the middle east political and economic crises in europe drug cartels in mexico now i'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it join me monday to friday to find out what's happening why and what it all means follow the global story from the bbc wherever you listen to podcasts this is it your moment this is your time to make your comeback with purdue global when you come back with a purdue global degree you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Marissa made a video, and she was like, oh my god, yeah, I figured, I kind of like already knew. So she like, I mean, I would have gotten it if she didn't know, or if she was like, oh my god, like this is so upsetting. Like, I would have been more... 
like understandable why he made that video or the whole thing would have been a little bit better which is a little bit hypocritical on my part because I didn't know all the information but like Marissa was just like oh yeah like I already knew that and like that sucks but I would I I already figured that they would do something like that she seemed very aware of the current situation and I know they didn't name any names so it's obviously like not that big of a deal like no one came at them and like threatened to kill them or find them in their apartments and literally murder them but you know still very publicly embarrassing probably could have been avoided probably shouldn't have been like bruh I imagine someone was like if your name is Sarah everyone in the world fucking hates you and you saw on your TikTok I'd be like damn ouch yeah (laughs) I need to cry Marissa Marissa, like seemed like she knew about it though and like had fun with it but still you're so right because what if she didn't like what if she didn't know and was like devastated that would have sucked for three million people on TikTok to know about that I think the video itself got up to like 7 million views. That's, imagine some people knowing that people hate you. That's that made me so sad. I know. Like, I feel like I'd handle hate pretty well just because like, girl, whatever you're saying, I'm probably saying about myself anyway. Yeah. But like, things like that, at that scale, I don't know if I could do. So I'd be like, zam. Also, um, I hate bringing TikTok drama to life just because I've been canceled before and it sucks over literally nothing and like seriously nothing. But like, yeah that was just like a very good example to back up our point you know like sometimes mm-hmm. your friends just literally hate you and you're like just like just because the masses think that there's something wrong with you doesn't mean that something's actually wrong with you it could just mean that you need better friends yeah. or other friends it's not everyone's meant to be friends with each other you know like people change people become better they become worse for like certain situations so like i like i've lost friends obviously in the past but like i have recently also but, like, for me, I wasn't really upset about it because I feel like I didn't lose friends. I gained peace. And for me, that was very, very, very important. It's the point where, like, I wake up now and, like, I just feel better. My room is cleaner. Not right now. Um, I'm more productive at work. I want to go out. I want to do stuff, you know, before I felt just, like, so drained. So I think that that was, like, a very big step for me. And, like, I'm happy about it. I'm so happy about that for you. And I feel the exact same way. Or I would feel the exact same way. I feel like holding on to all that shit is just so draining, you know? Like, peace. Yeah. Peace be with you. Bye. You know? Exactly. This is another kind of, like, red-orange flag when all you can do, like, the only thing that connects you to another person is talking bad about someone else. You should never base your relationship with a boy, with a girl, with the person you're interested in off of like hatred for someone else because then that relationship is based on nothing but negativity and nothing positive can ever result out of that ever if the only reason you have something in common with somebody else even is because this other girl was quote-unquote like bitchy to you find something else and, and quick like don't let this new friendship like let's say some girl was a bitch to like you and one other person and like you recently just stopped being friends with her don't talk about her just like let it go like Cindy just said find peace with the situation and if you're truly happy if and this is just a cold objective psychological fact psychological psychological if you are happy with yourself and in yourself and with that other person you are not gonna let the negativity of your past relationships burden it all the time and I think we do a very very good job of that because I just, like, I don't have the time or the patience. Like, no. my words are valuable. Exactly. You know? So I don't want to spend that shit on you. But also, it's like, if you spend your time just talking badly about people, that's a lot 
more of a reflection on you than it is on the person you're talking about. Because mm-hmm. you might be talking about like new friends, potential friends, people who like might have an issue, whatever. And if they hear you talking about that, about someone you used to be close to, all they not be scared you do the same thing to them. Because that's why I've always had a policy of just like, that's a past thing. I don't have the time, the energy to continue talking about this because what we have was resolved and it's been checked, it's been erased. I'm not discussing it anymore, you know? Yeah. So I don't feel like I need to, just wasting my breath and my time. Exactly. My energy. I completely agree. <clears throat> I really like hearing your take on this, Sydney, because I think you have a very, very mature take about a lot of this. Oh, yeah, but going back to like how you approach fighting with friends, I think like, or, you know, arguing with friends, the first step is always obviously objectively trying to resolve the situation and not win the fight. And I think the second step is understanding that your opinion is not objective understanding that your opinion is not the only opinion that even if you don't think you did anything wrong the other person clearly thinks that you did something wrong and that is just as valuable as your own opinion about the situation and I think people need to start like parents children relationship boyfriends girlfriends friends partners whatever need to go into these fights knowing that the other person's opinion is just as valuable as theirs number one and number two people need to learn how to fucking apologize it's not oh i'm sorry if it's a pride thing yeah it's, it's an ego men, thing men, men. men i'm sorry men, it's literally men um i'm sorry that you feel like it's like it's like this is the apologies I hate. It's like, oh, I'm so sorry that you feel that I did X, Y, and Z. But in reality, even if you don't think you did anything wrong, even after hearing the other person's side of the story, it's not even then. It's not an I'm sorry that you think that I did this. It's an I'm sorry that I did this because it hurt you. Yeah. I'm sorry, and I'll never do it again. And I'm sorry that this happened. And I'm sorry that I even said it did it whatever but you have to apologize like you have to know what you did was wrong or acknowledge that someone else thinks that what you did was wrong and that's what's important like men love to not apologize or they'll be like i'm sorry you were i'm sorry that like you thought or like i'm sorry you were hurt by that but i'm not sorry i said it yeah and i'm like did you literally not learn how to apologize people because like that's just not it it's the most ghastly apology i've ever heard I learned that in like the second grade. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you why literally, don't people know do you that? learn how to apologize in school? Like, who teaches you how to apologize? My my teacher and my mom told me how to apologize because one time my mom and I were playing Candy Crush. No, Candyland, not mm. Candy Crush. That's an app. Candyland, and I lost and I threw a fit and I accidentally kicked her with my ballet shoe. She thought it was on purpose, but it really, really was an accident. And I kicked her in the foot. It was in the face. <laughs> I was just on the well, ground. So you round kicked her? No. Roundhouse her? I literally kicked her in the toe. I was like screaming on the ground. I didn't know her foot was there. I'm sorry, mom. I was literally six. And she was like, put me in timeout, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and then I was like. Mm-hmm. I got whooped the fuck up. <laughs> she sat me in timeout in my Winnie the Pooh chair. <laughs> and uh, oh, tell me you're an only child. Is that telling me you're an only child? And I got pow pow. Like my punishment was like getting a little like mini slap on my hand. Oh my god! You would have thought I got dipped in a boiling hot pile of lava. It was the worst thing in the world to me. Anyway, wait. I have a funny story about that. Really I'm quickly. ready. Go ahead. Is that I got the black and the immigrant treatment at home. I didn't get no pow pow. Got pow pow. But there's and every black kid I knew got powed the fuck out Aww. whenever they got in trouble. But I had these two black friends, and their mom was very like peace, love, and happiness. Like I loved her, Miss Priscilla. And the two boys would be like 15 and 17, and her mom would be like, go sit on the stairs right now. And they would be sobbing. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> 
you are not a grown person crying to sit on the steps like ooh, if you lasted a day in my house yeah. you would not last i mean i but that's how you know you're a good parent we don't have to like physically like touch your child to get a point across which i've always stood by yeah I very much agree. Um, and this one time when I was in uh, all these like childhood quote unquote traumatic memories are coming back right now. When I was in third grade in the recess line, what our school would do is we do a silent walk from the cafeteria to the recess playground. And we'd go and I'd be in line and you had to be like absolutely silent. And if you were caught talking, the recess monitor would call out the names of the students that were talking at the end of the lunch line and then if your name was called you'd have to go sit on the fence for five only five minutes out of 30 minutes recess time only one day only one day my name was called and I was out of commission for three to four days I was so sad at myself and mad at myself that I told the principal I went to the principal's office and I told her I've been bad you should punish me. I don't. Be- I don't belong here. Expel me. I'm gonna go to jail. Oh, I was so upset. I was one of those kids, the goody goody. Like I told my teacher, I was crying that entire recess. Literally didn't go to school the next day. Crazy. I was goody goody in high school, but in elementary school, I was literally Tess from Camp Rock, but thicker. Tess. Oh my gosh. Like I ran that shit. No way. I think when you take the emotions out of things, just think rationally. Like take my love, my affinity towards people out of the situation and look at it like rationally like straight at facts and how I feel as a result of actions that's when I make my choices yeah and you don't you don't always have to center it like on other people or like making someone else feel better like I'm telling this in like my case just because I feel like whenever I feel like I did something wrong or weird I'm always like oh my god oh my god but like I think focus it more externally and be like did they mean it the way they said it? Maybe I'm thinking about this the wrong way. Let me find a new angle and let me go into this trying to resolve something rather than hurt someone's feelings. Always take a deep breath and try to not take emotions out of things. That's when, like, name-calling happens and, like, personal attacks happens. And that ruins your character. I always tell Sarah this, that you should never let someone uh, compromise your character. She always, like, that is like her thing to tell me. Yeah. It's so common. Unless you cross that line, I'm going to compromise the fuck out of my character. Yeah. But that's what, I, my, that's what I guide myself with, or at least I try to. Obviously, it's not always perfect or attainable, but I very much try my hardest to do so. That's what saves relationships. On my friend, like my childhood theater friend, Kelsey's uh, Instagram story the other day, she had a poll, and I think it's very interesting to this conversation. I really want to hear your take on it. The poll was two questions. It was, when do you think it's okay to be mean or like to to like compromise your character a just right off the bat like is that what you always do just because like someone hurt you and like that's it like that's it's over Uh, no matter what it is really like big small whatever so right off the bat b was like if they do it to you first c is like if you fell out of touch and like you aren't friends anymore but you're acquaintances and four was never and I was like, that's so interesting. What do you think? Because I don't I, know. Thing goes back to that question of, are you fighting to win or fighting to resolve? Yeah. So if you're fighting to win, then you're going to compromise the fuck out of whatever you need to, to get your point across. But if you're trying to resolve, I think that it should never come out. But the whole, the whole thing about, like, if they do it first, you can do it back. Just thinking about, like, you know every girl is going to go show people those texts and frame it so that you're the evil person no matter what the conversation is. Yeah. So 
um, that's going to be more of a reflection on you than it is on them, no matter what you say. Yeah. Then keep that in mind, because if you don't care about that, then girl will go off. But, like, if you don't want to compromise who you are or let someone's evilness or someone's desire to hurt you or someone's desire to just not be a good person make you want to do the same, then, like, I would just avoid it. Because, like, there's nothing more peaceful than, like, writing out that notes app paragraph about, yes. like, fuck you, bitch whore. Fuck you, yes. fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And then be like, you know what? Delete. Thumbs up. Okay, block. I tell you that is the most people. Sh- mm. It feels like. You know why I think I it feels it. so good is because you not only know that you could say it. So you're like, I could have said this if I wanted to. But also, you know that you're taking the high road and not saying that and be like, okay, smiley face have a great day it's and hurt I, them more than whatever you could say absolutely because it shows them that like you don't really care yeah. enough to send them huge but you don't messages, care but you just got your feelings out and that's beneficial for you only and that they're not worth it exactly that's my only thing it's gonna give you so it's hard to do but like for me even just getting it out on paper or like out of my mind helps me get those emotions out i don't even tell the person i'll be like okay have a great day hope you have the best time of your life like kissy face emoji and I leave it there because yeah. the power is now in my hands. It rests in my hands and I am at peace. Like I said, you did not lose a person, you gained peace. Remember that. Oh my God, me and these uh, pillow pillow quotes. Yeah, like the quotes that you get at the little like- at Home goods? Bo- boutique, home goods, kind of like boutique around the corner that sells uh, thank you notes. Yes. Like that. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. 
Connecting changes everything. AT&T. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. So, as we said, we have a lot of DMs about this. So, for people who are going through this with not just one person, maybe, or a group of people, or like their best friend forever, whatever, what advice would you have in just like a two part question? One, in resolving that, like how do you address the situation peacefully in a way that's like not, that could be confrontational, confrontational, whatever, but like as respectful and like will end things on like a good note or just like a peaceful note. And then part two, how to find new friends or like how to get over that awkward loneliness period that like I know I've felt before. I'm sure people have also. Yeah, I think high school and college, because I know obviously we have a lot of high school listeners, I think they're both very different periods. Um, In high school, when I found myself kind of being caught up in all this like cattiness and stuff, I just kept like having to remind myself that even though it feels like a million years, uh, high school is only four years and that eventually I would get out and I'd meet new people and I'd go to college and be in a completely new environment. And that's what kept me going. So when I was in high school and I knew that I had friends that I didn't like hate but I was just kind of outgrowing or maturing out maturing um kept acquit like I just didn't really address it I kept being their acquaintance and I was I you know I kept laughing I let them invite me to things and I even came and stuff like that or uh I even invited them to things on my own sometimes but then I always had in the back of my mind like this is temporary and that helped me a lot when I moved to college and we didn't talk anymore because I was like okay whatever uh like I saw this coming and I knew this was coming and I even initiated it so that's what made me feel better there so I didn't even it wasn't even anything I had to address it was more of like this is a temporary situation uh, in college, I feel like it's different because everyone says you make your lifelong friends in college. And I think that, especially in your early 20s, it's a really hard time for you to navigate with jobs and school and like this is these are the grades that really, really matter and stuff like that. Um, and I think that friends are honestly can be an added stress that you just don't need. And if you find your friends to be a job or something that you get frustrated with or like a responsibility, it's time to reevaluate. And when you do, I think always make sure, and I'm just going to steal this right from your esophagus, um, to just never compromise your character, even if you do get in a blowout fight with someone. Always end it on a, I wish you the best. I wish you no like ill will or anything like that. And I hope you have an amazing time doing X, Y, and Z, whatever it is, fashion photography. Like, I don't care. And I mean, like, I'm, I'm, this is unfortunate that this had to happen, but no hard feelings. And then end it like that. And then you can even block them if you feel like it'd be best for your mental health. But I think focusing it more on like what's best for me and my happiness than like how do I get revenge or how do I like freak this person out or be crazy around them. Yeah, it's too much. It is. It's not something Like wow, you you, you hurt the other person. That's not going to help you make you feel better. Like just makes you seem like a worse person. Especially if it's something stupid. I once got into a fight with this girl because I said that I might have a summer apartment for us 
available that we could stay in um, and like pay rent and stuff and it was like a really great apartment and like I thought that I had it just because I had a connection and I, I said might and then it fell through and she was like oh my god you're the worst you're unreliable and like she had this whole thing she came at my mom and all this stuff and like completely overreacted and I ended it with have a, have a, an amazing college career and I wish you all the best. I literally got in a fight with someone because they forgot to pay rent and then charged my account and asked her to pay me back and she got mad. So trust me, if we're going on a topic of stupid fights, yeah. trust me, it can go places. What but do you think? T that remind me of Ursula when you're like, from your esophagus. And I was like, oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And on the show. I was like, yeah. this girl really, what's she, how's she going to talk to him? She not think that through. What? Have anyway. you ever seen like the Little Mermaid show at Disney World? Um, no. Oh. I don't be going to those shows. Oh, you don't like live entertainment? No, because it'd not be entertaining. All right, well, I'm going to take you Book of Mormon and you'll think differently. <laughs> Sorry, that was funny. And just don't be entertaining. I'd be like, okay, where's, where's, that's, not a real, that's not a real tale. Like, I don't believe you. Um, I'll never forget the one show I ever saw, and this ruined my experience. I saw the Tiana one in California. Oh, no. And the veen oh, was so white. Sorry. I was like, y'all couldn't find a single a single person of literally they could have been purple green blue orange green any color to play naveen you got some scrap little looking blonde white boy i was like couldn't get him away damn <laughs> literally damn but um wait this one time i worked for a, i'm so sorry i'm off topic but this one time go. i went for a disney princess company and they wanted me to play jasmine and i was like girl and they and they wanted me to play moana and i was like girl and they were like, just use self-tanner. And I was like... Racist. Racista. Wow. That's why I love when I see the fake Elsas and Annas, because them wigs be ghetto as fuck. Like, you can't always the Elsa and Anna's. They always look so bad. And yeah. I'm always like, okay, we get it. Frozen and let it go uh, sandwich. But, um, sandwich? You finish my sandwiches. Ew. Oh. In fact, my nieces were like in that ripe age where they watch that movie every day for like the entire summer. Finish each other. <laughs> I tell you, I saw that once movie once, and I was like, "Why is why are the girlies screaming over this?" I don't get it. Did I ever tell the punched in the nose story on this podcast? I think I yeah. did. Yeah, it hurt really bad. So a five year old punched me in the nose. I want to get punched in the nose so awesome. I can get a nose job for free. Anyway, yeah. Do you know I pray for deviated septum? I pray so hard oh because I breathe so heavily at night. I'm hoping it's deviated so I can go get it quote unquote fixed. And while they're under there, I'm gonna wake up and be like, Psst, and they're like, "What?" I'll be like. We just take out half that cartilage. I think that would help me a lot more too. Say while you're under, you're gonna go. Psst. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna look up. Say, sir. <laughs> I'm gonna get one of them TikTok doctors. I'm gonna be like, so we just take out my entire like left side. That'd be kind of cute, kind of nice. Mm-hmm. I think it covers insurance. I don't know. I'll look into that. Yeah. Um, Apparently, it's not as expensive. You're already getting something done. Yeah. So you gotta, you gotta go to rhinoplasty though. Because if I go with one of them Doctor Beverly Hills doctors, I'm gonna come out looking like Michael Jackson. But yeah, um, don't do that. What was I gonna say? Oh my god, have you bruh, have you seen those TikToks about Brazilian butt lifts? Oh, the BBLs, bruh. There's that one. There's that one TikTok where the guy just like does like things in the character BBL girls, and he'll be like uh, using chops for the first time. My BBL, they're like, and it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. Oh, but, that's okay. so funny. That's the question. Yes, um, high school and yeah. College. So like high school. Oh my god, it was the dumbest drama ever. Like, right. Two girls having the same prom dress, and like one posted it first, and all that stupid shit. And, like, in my head, I was just, like, I understand the fact that, like, a lot of my friendships were because of convenience. Because I went to the same school, same neighborhood, since we were four years old, whatever. And that, like, 
as my dad would say, this too shall pass. Like in two years, I'm not gonna remember this. I'm not gonna care. It has nothing to do with my, with my life. So I had like a core group of friends. There was like 13 girls. There was always something going on. Like I loved them all dearly at some point, but there was always something going on between two girls, three girls, whatever. But I also had a group of friends that like I met through like classes. We call ourselves the snakes because I don't really know why. Oh, our initials. Snake friend group. In our high initials school? spelled snakes. I think. Oh. Oh, or because we had this one teacher, Mr. Wandell. His butt was so cute. He hated me because I left a chocolate milk bottle in his class for the entire year. And we found it and it was full of maggots at the end of the year. And he was like, he's going to get out of my class. That's like, okay. so gross. But anyway, we talked his entire class. He literally hated us. But we had to like come up with a group name for when we played our environmental science uh, board games that we had to make. And ours was the snakes. Um, so that friend group was like the most random combination. They were all from different friend groups. Like we had nothing in common whatsoever. But like whenever I had drama, I just wanted to have like a fun time with no drama, no boys, anything. We hung out and it was always the best. I went to Bahamas together, like all this stuff. Cause like it was never like steeped in drama. We never had drama with each other ever. Cause it wasn't like, uh, we weren't around each other every single day, you know? But I realized that like once I was going to college, the people that I lost contact with within a week was like, and in that moment, I was like, okay, good. I have, like, my core group of, like, 10 lifelong friends that, like, I'm never going to lose contact with that, like, I can go a week or two without talking to, but, like, still retain that, like, closeness. And we still visit each other. They come to New York all the time and stay with me. Like, I talk to them, I FaceTime them, et cetera. And, like, I'm glad I have that, like, group of people who've known me for a very long time keep me grounded or whatever. And the ones who I lost, I'd be like, really? I don't know what you're doing with your life. I don't really care. I wish you well. I have nothing. We have no fights, nothing against you, no hatred. But you just aren't what I needed in a friend then or now. It was a friendship of convenience. And like in college, I know it's even harder because it's like so hard to make friends as an adult. It's like, what the fuck do you do? Like go in the park and meet someone like a dog? Like what? So that hurts a lot because it's like we're supposed to be adults now. I'm supposed to be more mature like past this point. But like I said, quality over quantity. Like people will come into your life. People will go. But I'm sure everyone has that one person or two people or a group of people that will always keep you like grounded they're your core they're your whatever and you may not have it through what 40 30 whatever but like when you do have it it will seem all the while worth it so for sure like we're in that position right now like i wish of course i had a huge group of friends in college but like we're in covid people are like back home people aren't here people are doing this that like their own thing and like yeah it's hard but like i have friends here and there that like i'm trying to bring together sometimes like hang out and things like that so like it's hard obviously but like i don't know i've enjoyed myself it's giving me time to like think reevaluate like find my own priorities in life focused on like studying focusing on law school stuff like that yeah. so i have no complaints yeah i was chilling i completely agree i don't think a big friend group because like you always say it's quality over quantity i think especially even going into college i've even realized that i don't want a huge want friend group at all you know like i like having a lot of friends oh my god you and me collectively have so many friends so many connections acquaintances whatever you want to call it but like friends wise we have so many we're so blessed but i don't think like um for my like the people who i would ride or die for that was like the cheesiest thing i've ever said like the people who i do anything yeah my brain are nice the people who i do anything for and that i come to with my problems and i actually like having deep talks with and i go to cheer me up and like to happy hour and stuff like that like i know who they are i don't need a thousand i don't need 10 i literally need two or three and i have them and i'm fine and as long as i continue to nurture those friendships and evaluate no and enhance those friendships not evaluate um then i'm good so i think to any listener just going through this fuck i had the best thing ever to say and i just fucking forgot it 
Hold Anybody going on. through it? Hold the fuck on, hold the fuck on. We're your friends? Hold the fuck on, hold the fuck on. <laughs> we oh, be your yes, friends. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I'm speaking so Pinterest, Hallmark, my mother right now. But my mom used to always tell me this, that access, you need to remember, you need to always keep in the forefront of your mind no Noggin. matter what it comes to, whether it's access to you, whether it's relationships, friendships, that having access to you is a privilege, no matter who the person is. So guard it like it's something that's important to you. So don't let any person with which or what values or treat you which or what way have that access to you or be able to be that close to you and receive your love, your attention, your care, etc. So remember that it is a privilege and that coach of people who deserve it. So keep that in mind when it comes to choosing like your close circle, people who are your ride or dies or people that, you know, it shouldn't feel draining. You shouldn't yeah. like want to give love and receive love in turn. It should be like a, a mutual, uh, what's the word? Reciprocal nurturing. Yes. Not feeling like you're being drained or like sucked the life out of you, which obviously I felt before and like I feel better now that I don't have that, you know? Yeah. Guys. Have you been crying that long? Yeah. Okay. Should we wrap? Let's wrap it up. Everyone, instead of guys, I liked that. Everybody, like, ep- homies. <sighs> Home slices. Home, home peaches. Crab babies. Banana pies. Crab babies. <laughs> hey, what's your damn big daddy? From <laughs> yeah, you do that very well. Thank you. We still have not done Tiana and that girl, Lottie for Christmas. Can I mean, we? <laughs> for Halloween. Under the Christmas tree. Ben That's a yes song. Um, I can't wait until I get a, a boyfriend that I don't want people to see. And I can use that as a caption. Big Daddy? No. Ew. <laughs> no. My quote-unquote boyfriend looked just like Sia. You can't see it. That was oh, one. yeah, yeah. Good one. So for good you, one. we'll be seeing them from <laughs> everywhere. Everyone will know. It'll be in my wallet. It'll be on my wall. It'll yes. be on my Instagram wall, my Twitter wall, my TikTok wall. <laughs> uh, download the iHeart app or just listen to iHeart Radio. I don't know. I heart the tunes task. It's like once every four episodes. I can't do it. I'm gonna do it. See, you okay, this is what happens. When okay, you what? do it, you be saying I tunes the I heart podcast. When I do it, I take four minutes because I get off track. I'll be like, ooh, the couch looks nice. Ooh, the ceiling. So there's never a concise, correct way for us to do this ending. Cindy and I love to oh say what? Oh, with a piece of hair. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a spider. I literally almost broke my door. Okay. Cindy and I love to tell each other that we work because for one reason and that is we're both messes like not one of us is mature the other one's like immature not one of us is clumsy the other one's not clumsy it's like we're both a raging mess and dumb as fuck but in like different ways and, and it's but it's it works somehow and then whenever we really need to be awesome we pull through and that's it all right everybody Go listen to us on iHeart and download the pod, download the app, and also listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Make sure to follow our Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Crying in Public Podcast. And that's it. Go follow our Instagram, like our posts, subscribe, comment, like, share. I don't even know. Do whatever. But especially go follow our TikTok because we're trying to get famous. And follow me at Sydney Winter. I'm kidding. Because if you don't, Winter with the Y. Because Black Lives Matter and so does mine. And if you don't follow me, it's literally racist.
Alright, everybody. That I also stole that from How to Get Away with Murder. I mean, my favorite murder. We're about to watch episode and be like, uh, Sue? <laughs> from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.